All right, Bo, so let's get into MotoGP. Um, we'll start at Moto3 as normal, where we saw Sergio Garcia win the race. Dennis on Chu with his with his second podium. This one's the first I think he's gotten, you know, straight up without a penalty on the person in front of him. And second <laughs> yeah. for Dennis on Chu. Third for Dennis Foggia. The good Foggia shows up this week. That's cool. Um, but this was a fun race to watch. I mean, there was a lot of stuff happening. It was the the conditions were a little more consistent versus the week before. And I thought this was a good race to watch. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, I thought Garcia taking the win on the last lap was a brilliant stroke of racecraft. I thought he played it perfectly. And um, I I just enjoyed watching the race. That's what I like to see when I'm watching racing is good, hard, entertaining racing. I mean, what'd you think about it? No, I agree. You know, and Sergio Garcia, watching him on the bike, he's he's got that kind of fun loving look you know that that little kid gentle look almost off the bike but i yep. mean he's showing in the last few races i i mean he's ruthless on a bike you know and he's he's oh yeah you know and, and i mean that in a good mirror way mirror junior he's you know, mirror yeah, junior that's exactly you know that and he's got that ice water running through his veins and he's definitely going to be you know he obviously he, if we didn't have the kind of year that we've had right now to pedro acosta um you know yeah. Sergio Garcia obviously would be our front man you know and we're talking about him oh, for the yeah. championship so yeah um, absolutely yeah really like you said really fun fun race to watch these are always a lot of fun you know these Moto3 races and oh uh, yeah i i have to say i was a bit disappointed um that Dennis Onchu didn't get the win um you know but he was he was still pretty stoked for the second place you could tell and and i'm glad that he was still pretty happy with it you know because i was afraid he was going to be pretty bummed out and um yeah but uh but no well, you know great what finish for him it was it, this sport is so cruel sometimes <laughs> it yeah. really is yeah it really is but i think i think for him i think that was step one right step one is getting your first podium ever which he did and he got that because someone got the penalty i can't remember who it might have been costa but anyway um, someone got penalized because they exceeded track limits on the last lap. And then he got bumped up to third. And, you know, here's the second place. But this one he earned, you know, nobody had to run off track or exceed track limits to give him this. He earned it. And this is the type of performance that I think sometimes can really give a guy confidence and springboard him into riding consistently at the level of, that he's capable of. Right. Um, and so hopefully this will, these, and he's really has in the last three or four races, I, you know, he's really done pretty well. I think that last, you know, Muppet moment for him was when he crashed out of a lead at, uh, um, where was that? Is that Jerez? Yeah, I think uh, so. Was that out yeah. of the lead, or was that the one he took out Mino and took out three or four riders? He oh, so maybe, no, you know what, you're right, I forgot. <laughs> I thought that I had it mixed up. So the last <laughs> one was when he started bowling for riders. <laughs> and, 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 you know, but since that time, I think he has done... He's done a really nice job. You know, he had, especially considering he had that terrible team error after taking pole in the first race in Austria. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I all credit to Dennis on Chu and, and keeping, and keeping a positive mindset and moving forward and starting to show us the talent that we all knew was there. And, but just now it's, it's coming to fruition and that's great. I, I I'm happy to see it. 
Um, also, I think we can get him off the bow bus for good until he starts, you know, girloffing people again. We don't, we don't want that. That's fair. But I mean, so yeah. So uh, as we talked about, good Foggia shows up, finishes in third um, last weekend. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he knew he was supposed to race or if he thought it was a track day. I don't, I don't know, but this week he was on point. He was ready. He was ready to fight. Yeah, it, I mean, we've talked about it all year long. It, you just don't know what you're going to get with this guy. Um, so it, it's it's hard to it's hard to figure out what who is going to show up. You know, maybe he reaches um, into a bag and pulls out a number. Maybe that's what he does. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't true. know. Um, yeah, it's a great question because I have no clue. I like you know, it's always. Yeah, I think it would be a fun uh, prop bet. All right, which Faji? You know, Faji finishing the top ten or the bottom ten? You know, we don't know. Um, in you know, fourth, we had Pedro. Well, go ahead. No, no, it's because you know he's the top finishing Honda too. You know, obviously, because he's the only Honda within the top six. Yeah, I mean, so that look, that's that's a mention. That's something we should mention. I mean, Honda has struggled a little bit this year compared to the KTM and the converted KTM gas gas and the converted KTM Husqvarna. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I know, you know, but the KTM is really dominated, but it is Honda has struggled a bit this year and you know, he was the only Honda in the top six. So that's, that's kind of a big deal. Um, but in fourth, we had Pedro Acosta. Pedro lost this race. He lost out on the podium, but the save that he made on the last lap, the, to not lose it all and just to salvage a fourth was yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah, that definitely. was an incredible save. So definitely reminding me of what you talked about last time, reminding me of Marquez there. He did lose the podium, but I was when I saw that thing go, I was like, oh, no. And I was like, oh, he saved that? How did he save it? Yeah. You know, so... <clears throat> He's definitely doing what he's got to do now to manage that championship, uh, you know, and manage yep. that lead. Yep. You know, he didn't uh, – obviously, Sergio Garcia took some points out of him, but it, once again, you know, Pedro Acosta still saw a checkered flag, so he's not going to be in too big of a uh, – too big a panic mode just yet. Yeah. I, I think uh, Romano Fanati finishing in fifth, that was a pretty solid race. I, I don't think he had the same pace – as he did the week before, but I, I think he really refused to let go of those guys. You know what I mean? Like he just, yeah, he, he kind of dug deep his for this race. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and obviously for job. the, for the finish with Massia too, you know, he, uh, yeah, uh, that was a pretty close, pretty close finish with the both of, both of those two guys. Yep. And, um, you, you know, speaking of Jama Massia, uh, I, I don't, I don't really know what's, I expect a lot more from him in a KTM garage. I think we year. all did. Um, I think we all. I think sometimes when you are supposed to be, you're the experienced guy, and you are, you know, everybody's tabbing you to be the front runner at Red Bull KTM IO, and then a guy like Pedro Acosta shows up, and all of a sudden nobody cares about you anymore. These guys are all have an ego. They do. They have to. This is a part of it. You know, the same yeah. with F1 drivers. Any You have an ego. And I think Jamal Masia has taken a little bit of an ego hit this year, and I think he got a little bit lost. I think he's trying to right that ship now. But I think for him, he knows early in the year he was that crashing and making crazy moves that weren't going to work. We're not seeing that now. So 
I don't know. Like I'm saying, I just feel like he's kind of getting his feet, and but these other guys are just good. They're just really good. Everything to me with Jaume Masia points to it's mental. You know what I mean? It, I agree. It, that's the uh, only thing. That's, that, that's, that's what I'm seeing yep. on the bike. You know, I'm not seeing a a settled rider. I, I'm not seeing someone. I'm almost seeing you know a, a very reactive rider, and then his his racecraft feels like it goes out the window sometimes. And and uh, you know, like you said though, you know, uh, you know maybe he took a he took a fairly large culture or he had a fairly large culture shock whenever you know Pedro Costa started his form of uh, you know just complete shock whatever that, that, it is you can describe <laughs> yeah, that as that, i don't know nobody really expected in this in this right. team this year you know um but uh you know hopefully you know maybe jam Masia, instead of letting that get to him can instead look to learn you know from pedro costa to say okay well, what is he doing that i can replicate um and, and kind of go from there and, and learn off that but you know hopefully like you said though the ego he can set that ego aside to be able to do that to see that um well yeah absolutely i i think you have to so i've I've spoken about it before mental toughness is a big deal in this world and but all these guys there's an ego to them um i i think that ego in some way gives them the edge to be what they are but i think it's a double-edged sword once that ego, once you start to take some punches, then you realize that maybe it's not so easy. Maybe you, you're going to have to work harder than you thought. Maybe you believe what the press was saying about how yeah. you're favorite for the championship. And maybe, you know, uh, what does Nick Saban call that? Rat poison? He always says that's rat poison to his team. You know, so this is a young kid. He's still a young kid. And I, I'm going to give him some time to find his feet. He's not doing what we thought he would do. Absolutely right. not. But again, this last few weeks, although he hasn't been, you know, winning races or whatever, he has stabilized his season. He's pulling points in. He's bringing the bike home. And so that's a progression. Now, you can't just keep doing that for three years. We need to see some steps forward. But I I think at some point it looked like it was going off the rails earlier this year, and he he stopped that. So that's good. So hopefully – um, he can get it together and challenge these guys at the front a little more because he does take the lead occasionally, but he send, he seems to surrender it very quickly with a mistake or or whatever and and so you know you you gotta you gotta get it under control, man. You got it. Just just keep working and it'll come hopefully. Um, in seventh we had John McPhee. Um, that's a good race for John McPhee and Patronas. I, I, I earlier in the year I would have thought that was a little disappointing, but now. You know, if John yeah. gets out of there with nobody hitting him, I think he's like, oh, great weekend. Great. <laughs> yeah, and he and Darren Bender, they had gotten up quite a bit. They'd worked together to get up a little bit. I think Darren Bender, you know, tried to run away from John McPhee a little bit, and and you know, John McPhee kind of reeled him back in. But um, like you said, good finish for both those guys, or you know, or, or John McPhee, I guess at least. Um, kind of expect a little bit more out of Darren Bender. But um, I don't. I don't know what Darren Bender. I don't know what happened. I, at he, the beginning of the year, he was at the front all year, and now he's not. But I mean, for one reason or another, I think we have to give Izan Guevara some uh, 
some credit with this race. Did you? Fastest lap of the race, man. He was I mean, flying at the yeah, end of that race. He tracked those guys down too, because uh, you know we were watching it, and uh, you know showed Bender and McPhee, and then uh, one corner caught my eye, and I told I told Angie, I said I said Golvera's behind those guys. He's coming, and then the next three three or four corners later, he was on top of them. So yeah, um, he was, was he was, was flying wild. there at the end. He did run the fastest lap of the race, and that was pretty good. So. You know, uh, we talked about Darren Bendry finishing ninth. I mean, all credit to Izan Guevara, who has had a sensational rookie season. And as we've said many times, if it's not for Acosta, you know, he's probably rookie of the year. Um, uh, one of the things, that, one of the things I found interesting was the wheel covers that Masia and Anchu. I can't remember. I, th- I know Masia was running it. Mm-hmm. I think Anchu might have been running it. Uh, Acosta was not running it on the rear wheel. They had covers like the Tour de France bikes. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was I thought that was really interesting that they were trying that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, obviously, we didn't see that it made much of a difference to Sergio Garcia. You, you know, um, so I'm not sure what the never really caught well, Sergio. The, I don't know why they tried it either, but. Obviously, it, it didn't make a difference to Pedro Costa because Sergio Garcia is on a different team. Only the KTM guys, the Red Bull KTM guys, were running it. But right, we'll but it see. was available to all KTMs, though. I thought. Listen, you you tried it. We know that gas gas is a KTM, but it's still a gas gas, brother. <laughs> it's still a gas gas. Don't take that away from me. Maybe so, but yeah, no, only two guys went for it, and both of them seemed to like it. So I'm I'm curious, you know, to see. If that continues and more guys, you know, figure it out and go to it, that'll be interesting. Something to watch in Moto Three, as if there's not enough. Um, let's move on to Moto Two, where Bobier is now girloffing people, fellow Americans. You're overreacting. Uh, and uh, Raul Fernandez is showing how good a rider he is. So. Raul Fernandez finishes first. Ayagura with that first podium. We talked about it the week before. I was so happy to see that. And Augusto Fernandez uh, finishing in third. And, you know, great, great uh, race by Raul Fernandez. Uh, this, this guy is special. I, I find it very interesting that he really doesn't want to move to MotoGP. Um, but... KTM wouldn't have any rides available if they don't move him this year, so they made him move. But this race showed why I want him to move up. They don't want to lose him to another manufacturer. Yeah, this is you know this is the conundrum for a kid like that. Yeah, it's the best problem to have, right? I mean, and and it's amazing, amazing race. You know, he start he started a second on the grid. By lap three, he was in the front, and he didn't turn. He didn't look back after that. You know, he he led no. from lap three all the way to the checkered flag. So, yep. that kind of maturity and and discipline to to lead the race, to set the pace, to manage the gaps back to Ayagura. You know, because he watched that that gap come down. He didn't panic. Yeah, he didn't get upset. Yep. He knew that he was keeping something in reserve. He didn't let he didn't let his pit board, which is the only way that they can communicate with him by the use of these pit boards. He didn't. If you're new to motorcycle racing, wow. He did not let that Bo time. Loves dead horses. Loves them. He didn't know what to say. He did not let that lat that time 
uh, that gap time coming down from Iger to, to mess up or change his race plan whatsoever. You know, at the end of the race when he knew that it was time to go and it got close enough, that's when he got, he, he started to pull away just a little bit more and he opened that gap up with the last two or three laps, I think, and, and kind of broke yeah. Iger for the rest of it because I was really – I actually looked at Ange at one point and I told her, I think it was very early on in the race, um, I looked at her and I said, Iger is going to win this race. And, um, you know, because wow. I really thought that he was going to, going to pull it out. Wish and, you'd have been um, there to bet me. Yeah. I'm sure you would, <laughs> you would have disagreed with me. It, it could have been some cat chantra at the front of that race. And you would have said, no, he's going to win just because I, I disagreed with you. Um, oh, that's true. But that's why we have a podcast. But that's some why cat, everybody loves listening. But I will say some cat chantra set the fastest lap of this race. I, I don't know. They should if if they race in Austria every weekend. Some cat chancellor will be a challenger. He'll be a champion. I mean, this guy loves yeah. Austria. <laughs> this guy <laughs> loves Austria. Yeah. He loves it. Um, but it, you know, I, I echo your sentiment about Ayagura, and it was a great race, and I was happy to see it. I think you know sometimes we got to break the seal, and we got to we got to get that first one, and then hopefully good things will continue to come. Um, the thing I wrote down about Raul Fernandez's race though is it was flawless. Yes, it really was. It, 100%. it was beautiful. And, uh, and and you can't take anything away from that. But Augusto Fernandez, what a great race for him. I I, I am I am happy to see Augusto up at the front. I'd like to see him continue it somewhere other than Austria. And let's keep going. Um, Sam Lowe's recovered from that 83rd or whatever it was he had last week to, to show up and get a fourth. Um, Sam, uh, he struggled a little bit comparatively, uh, but at least he was at least competitive, you know, at some point, um, some cat chance for finishing fifth. I, I can't remember him ever finishing higher than this, uh, in a dry race. And yeah, I, I thought, think I can't either. Uh, uh, and I, and I thought, you know, this guy loves Austria. You should move there and run in the Austrian national <laughs> series. Um, because goodness, man, he he looked great both weekends. Uh, Celestino Vidietti continued his climb upwards. He looked great. Um, sixth place is a good finish for him. Remy Gardner finishing in seventh. That was a bit of a surprise. He was not. He did not have any speed early. I don't know what was going on, but he just did not have it. Yeah, it's. It... It's. I mean, we just don't know what happened. You know what happened with this with this particular race. He's still got, uh, you know, a twenty nine point lead uh, on the championship. So, Raul definitely. It's cut not into, a disaster, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he managed the race. He did what he needed to do. Again, he brought home points. Um, it just it was surprising, right? Because all year we've seen him and Fernandez up at the the front, and then all of a sudden he's not, and so you're just a little surprised. Kinnett was struggling too. Um, both of them were having moments, especially early third of the race. Like it just looked like they just could not get their bikes to hook up like they wanted them to. Yeah. So now was I, this, I don't know what's uh, happening with Kinnett. Now was this the 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 weekend that Dunlop brought that the softest tire they had ever brought, or did they also bring that last week as well? Because the weather was a bit different in they, this race for these guys. Too. They brought it. They well, I know they talked about that tire coming into play this weekend. Mm -hmm. The mixed conditions, they may not have used it last weekend. I don't know, uh, but I know I was listening to the announcers and they were talking about it being um, an option and talking about who was and wasn't going to use it. So it's 
you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it. Absolutely. Um, but I, I just know that, you know, Remy really struggled. Kanet really struggled. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, but you know who didn't struggle? Thomas Luthi. Showing me finish, yeah, yeah, showing me that he still got some fire. He still got some fight with this ninth place. He must have listened to one of those podcasts that we dogged him a little bit. Mm. I'm pretty sure I got a nasty gram from him on my social media, <laughs> but I, but you know, I, I, I great. I'm look, Tom. I never, I was never against you. I just observing what was happening. But great finish for you in ninth, Marco Bezzecchi, last week's race winner. No idea. Yeah, uh, he this, just could. He just didn't have it. That's no not, speed. That's not the kind of consistency you want to build for a championship run. Uh, you know, and not to say that he's a really big contender at the moment. You know, but but you still want to be able to fight and push and try to get into that at least that second place. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, not not consistent. This is very Dennis Foggia esque out of you know out of Betsecki. Um, you know, for the most part this season, I feel like Betsecki's done well to keep it inside the top well, five. Well, he had this his, race. Yeah. He, he's, this is the only race he's done that. So something okay, was fair going enough. on with you the know, bike. It wasn't as every other Wait race. Wait a minute, man. So. You throwing this dude under the bus. I mean, my man had one bad race. At least he finished. Well, okay. You know? Well, let's talk about it now. We've got two rookies that are one and two. I mean, I think, well, and, what do you and, want and me another to do about rookie, that? rookie in sixth place. You know, I think that the, our our expectation level but is a little bit the, higher, especially for someone like well, Bezeki. But the only person that's consistently beaten Bezeki this year is Raúl Fernandez and Remy Gardner. Right. And he's had a bad race, and he won the last race. So, you know, I, I agree with you that we're disappointed, but who knows what happened there? But you don't want to be mean. You don't want me want me to be mean to him. No, because he's my buddy. Like we're buddies. <laughs> Fair enough. So. Uh, you know, but if you want to be mean to him, I just feel like you just choose. Like you're not looking at the the whole picture here. You're looking at this race, and I'll agree with you. He struggled, but if he struggles next race, hey, I'll jump on that bandwagon. We'll jump <laughs> okay. on the all on, right on okay. the bed sucks I'll bandwagon. Give him, I'll give we'll him the that. one. Give him the one week pass. Right. That's right. Well, I, you know. So now we've talked about the top ten. Let's talk about our Americans. All right. Bobier is girl in people now. I don't know what's happening to these Americans. Uh, you know, Joe Roberts finishes 16th. Of course, now he was on the receiving end. So maybe he insulted Cam's mom in the pits or something. I don't know. But the move that Cam made was, uh, it was ill-advised to say the least. Yeah. I mean, it turned one, we know that turn one is the worst turn. This is a tough, tough track for turn one, too. And, this is Bobier's second weekend here um, in dry conditions, in, in completely dry conditions this time with the race. It was a, a desperate lunge. Obviously, Bobier probably knew as soon as he got on the brakes that it was not going to end well with everyone bunching up. And, and unfortunately, yeah. wow. you know, it was it just It is unfortunate. Yeah. It is unfortunate, and I'll tell you why it's unfortunate. Because when you do when you're doing things like that and you're crashing, it just shows me that you're trying way too hard, and uh, it's just it, it it's upsetting to me because you know like we talked about before, I get frustrated because I want them to do well, uh, and we we've seen him do some top tens and we've, but I I know that the goal for Cam is to get up closer to the front. We know that, but. 
you can't do that and get to the front. So you either have to learn to qualify better and figure that out, or you're just going to have to take your medicine and work your way through the pack. But let's score points. Joe Roberts, my man, I, I don't know. I, he's not, he's, he's not in a good form right now. Um, that I don't I I don't know what else to say. He he just doesn't he doesn't look fast. He doesn't look good. He he looked fast a few times early in the year, and I thought, okay, here we go. And then it was a false start every time. Um, so I don't know what the answer is with Joe. Uh, I don't know what the answer is for Bobier right now. But I think for Bobier, we just need to learn these tracks and finish. He did finish this race, so he didn't go down. But yeah, um, we need to learn these tracks. We need to finish, and we need to stop trying too hard uh, well if, i mean the i think what i think the 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 answer right now for bobier or what the the link that bobier has is gotta be fast it's that fast lap you know his race yeah, setups I, are, I don't are know well I, his race yeah, pace is good but it's yep. that it's qualifying it, it's his qualifying laps you know you gotta learn to qualify man you have to figure that out i mean you've been doing it's 11 it's 11 races now and i i've watched him largely he's doing the same thing every time Bud, I get it. There's a way to qualify, but mm. it's not your way. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, it, it, this isn't Superbike, and you 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 just you just have to adjust. You have to be adjustable. You have to be a flexible and adaptable. And right now, it it just looks like he doesn't want to change what he's doing. Just hoping to get out there, but it just it's not working. So. We just need some, we need some, I think, strategy change. I think that's what we're talking about here. And and I, I, I that's what I want. I want him to see his change of strategy a little bit. And whatever that means, I don't know what it means, but find it. Do something different. And, you know, they may be trying little things that we don't see on TV different. Um, mm -hmm. But all that's done is move them up one spot to 18th or to 21st or whatever. So let's let's try the big things. Because what's the worst that can happen? You can finish three three positions farther back. Is that is that the worst? So let's let's try big big moves. That's where I'm at. Now, uh, now we'll say with qualifying that we're talking about with Bobier, especially that, that I'm looking at in specifically, he qualified uh, with a or his best time in qualifying one was one twenty nine five. Pole right. position was a one twenty eight six. You know, so we're talking a difference in, and he started 25th on the grid. So we're talking a, the difference, you know, from first position to 25th position is, you know, nine tenths a of second, a second less than, it. right? You know, so so that's how tight, you know, this this sure. is, you know. So we're talking, he's got to find nine tenths of a second essentially just to get on pole. You know, well, a 129 flat would have gotten him to, um to sixth position on the grid, which is so much more manageable than trying to work through 25 positions on the grid, right? So well, let's mm -hmm. not worry about finding a second, but how about finding five-tenths of a second, you, you know, and then and then get there and start chipping away at these things and, and, and well, how about methodically working that way. That way you don't have to take less desperate right. lunges on turn one. Well, but, well, how about we find a way to tag on to one of these guys that's always qualifying in the top six? Why don't we do that? Why don't we get a toe and figure it out? Yeah, I mean, never. It, I, I, these are the things I don't see him trying to do. And 
we, we, we complain about the toe thing, but you're not doing it the other way. So let's do it this way. Right. I mean, that's that, that you have to try stuff like that. Like you, you've got to be willing to do whatever, you know, we watched Marquez follow Vinales into the pits. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, let's, let's get this done. So I don't love the toe thing and following them, but if there's a faster rider out there that maybe you could pick some stuff up from, then get behind them and do it because otherwise you're stuck where you are. Yeah. Because, and I'll say it again, doing the same thing over and over and over is the definition of insanity. So we need to pick that up a little bit. It's just a learning curve. He will figure it out. I feel confident. He's not figured it out yet this year, but fingers crossed he gets it figured out. I think he's going to make a big um, uh, make a step soon. I, I, I well, feel I like hope so. I hope so. I, I think for his sake too, his mental state. I think he would want to. But this year's been, I think, a big learning curve for sure. Tracks, bike, paddock, all that stuff. Yeah, Navigating yeah. the different countries and languages, all those things. So that's what that's where he is. Let's uh, let's move on to MotoGP.